hello and welcome to our Vibe Tribe podcast. I am one of your hosts, Jana. And I'm your other host, Casey. This podcast, we are seeking to bring people together from near and far, from all walks of life and with different viewpoints. So we welcome you to our Vibe Tribe. Hey, Casey, how have you been? Hey, Jana. I've been pretty good. <laughs> um, good. Life, yeah, life is is getting a lot. Um, it's looking more up lately. You know, I think I'm really coming to terms with where I'm at right now with the whole baby journey. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I'm kind of coming to terms with what my life could be, you know, if I did not have a child. And, mm-hmm. you know, Ray and I have been um, really working on reconnecting lately. And I feel like we're finally past this like hump, you know, we we were just going through so much with, you know, I I don't know if I've spoke about this before the podcast, but you know, anyone who's gone through any IUI or IVF or just even trying naturally for a baby for so long, it starts to feel like a chore to make love and to, you know, make the effort to be romantic with each other. And after a while, you kind of lose that, that hunger or that zest, you know? Um, I believe it with us having been going through it for 13 years in total, but six years, really hardcore, almost seven, you know, I felt like we were kind of shot and we were, we weren't feeling that, that closeness and that connection. And we weren't feeling, you know, we were desiring the other person, but when we would come to that moment, we just didn't have any desire to pursue it. So mm-hmm. we've been really reconnecting and it's been really beautiful. It's been like a, a real nice journey lately. Oh, that's awesome. And we're coming off of um, the past uh, two weeks we've had, um, well, you know her, Patricia, my my dear friend came to visit mm-hmm. and we have had such a great time with her. And I think that's really helped us because we've had a lot of like adult double date nights and, you know, and that's been really fun to go out and date and flirt and, you know, be with our significant others. It's fun to do things with other couples. Ray and I have not really found other couples that we connect to as a unit, you know, like I have friends that I have, you know, who have husbands or boyfriends and I've always introduced him to them, but my husband's never connected with the partners of my, well, he's never met your, your man yet, but um, he's never connected to anyone else besides Joel, who is Patricia's husband. Yeah. And we've had them on the podcast as part of our panel. Yeah. Um, yeah, so she, so so our vibe tribe is kind of familiar when we did our pro choice pro choice panel, but um, yeah, he's just never really connected until Joel. So it's really nice. It's like, wow, this is what other people who go out with their friends as couples, this is what they have. This is neat, you know. So it's been really nice, and it was nice That's to awesome. hang out in their um. Uh, Patricia's father lives here, and he has a big pool and a really nice house, and a lot of land in Montpelier. And, um, and so we went to see them and we had a pool day and we did barbecue and we barbecued out and we got to hang with their kids and their kids are so precious. Oh, that's awesome. Like at first they're kind of looking at us like, I remember you, but I don't know. I don't know about you. You know, they kind of, you know, they give you, you know, the kind of stranger danger side eye type thing. Um, they know me a little (laughs) bit because, (laughs) yeah, right. They kind of know 
like like looking at at Ray like <laughs> like what 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 age would you say that that starts because Solara still doesn't do it oh she doesn't do it no well, I, I think she Solara hasn't like me there's never she I think Solara <laughs> never meets a stranger she always meets a friend that's I always it and my mom's like, I wish you weren't because you were a little Miss Socialite from the little butterfly social. She's like, you go to anyone and talk. Like, you didn't know stranger danger. Like, we tried to teach you about it. She's like, you could have gotten in a car with someone and been kidnapped and been loving it. Like, oh, I'm going away with somebody. <laughs> we're going to go have a party. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> so bad. But um, I think it does usually start when they become more aware of their, you know, environment around two, three, you know, because kids have no fear, but then they start understanding that they're a part of something larger at some point. And when they start realizing like the world around them, they start becoming more fearful. And then as you get older, I think the older you get, you get more and more scared as you experience more and more shit. <laughs> so you wish you were like a child again, where you didn't have that kind of that fear, but um. But yeah, but it's funny because Everett and Elena, her children, um, they they see me a lot more often because we do Zoom movie nights and Zoom dates together. And so they're like, I want to say hello to Casey. So they always, you know, know me. But Ray, they haven't really seen much. So they were giving him the side eye for a while. And it's funny, last night we were doing a Zoom movie night and um, they're like, I want to say Casey. And then Ray comes home and he's like, hey, do you guys remember me? And they were like, looking and then patricia's like casey and and they go oh ray <laughs> so now they equate us together which is adorable oh that's cute but yeah we had the best time i really Good. miss her it's so hard because like you know all of like uh, the majority of my friends that i would be able to hang out with a lot you know mm -hmm. um all my friends are so spread out you know I and and mine are mine are too you know and it's it's quite isolating not living close to your core oh thank you sweet girl um it's it's isolating but you know i i don't know i <clears throat> every day i'm coming to more and more terms with the factors of my husband's job like right now he's gone at a conference you know it's it's really weird because when he's gone I don't feel grounded I actually feel quite discombobulated because mm. like he's become my anchor he's become my just my other half and it's just weird like the he's kind of like the foundation now yeah the and rock. so it it takes me he's definitely my rock so it takes me a couple of days to get myself grounded again and to feel like I'm present and I'm not feeling like I'm constantly forgetting things yeah it's hard and when you, just, you get used to working as a team and then all of a sudden you're solo again well and which is such an odd concept for me because you know until I was 38 yes I dated and I I had 
people in my life. But at the same point, it was always just me, like Miss Independent, just doing my own thing. I was my own rock and I just went and did. And now I've got this amazing person that I'm just like, where'd you go? Like, because you waited so long for him. It's so funny. We have a mutual friend. I won't say her name for her privacy and everything, but you know who it is, who also has waited for a long time. And she just recently experienced the same thing. Her husband has a similar job to you, or not her husband. Boyfriend. I'm expecting a, a, a proposal <laughs> within the next year anyway. But yes, her boyfriend has a similar job to your husband. And, um, you know, she just experienced the same thing. She's like, oh my gosh, he was gone for a week. And I felt like I was, you know, a mess. And she's like, I've been single all my life. I've done this alone for so long. Why couldn't I handle him being away? Like she was like, no, she was having the hardest time. She's like, mm -hmm. I don't know who I am now without him. <laughs> it's like, I'm like, well, you got to give yourself some grace. You've been waiting for so long and you're enjoying this stage. And it, it is hard. And I remember when I first got to get, when I first was with Ray, the first time we went on long trips without each other, I went to Florida for a week with my parents for mm -hmm. a wedding. And then I came home, we had a few days together, and then he went to Puerto Rico for a week for his brother's wedding. And I was back in grad school. And um, so I could go with him to Puerto Rico for a week. And so that was the longest two weeks of our lives. And I was like, what is wrong with me? Like, I'm an independent woman. I can do this. But like, I was pouting the whole time he was gone. Now that we've been together for 13 years, it's a little different. I'm like, you know, I miss him. And I does, you know, I hate going to bed without him at night, but I'm cool. I'm good. You know, I can do my girl thing. I can watch my chick flicks without guilt. You know, my reality shows, my cooking shows, because he hates cooking shows. Okay. I can do all that stuff without him. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> with my little ice cream and, you know, but, <laughs> but yeah, when you're first in it with somebody, those first like five or six years, you know, it's, it's hard. You don't want to be apart. No, no. And especially as parents. Yeah, I would say that definitely adds a whole nother factor to it, you know, Solara the first the first day kept on going into our bedroom and and saying daddy daddy Aww. you know looking looking for my my wonderful husband and then you know she's she's gotten better and we've been facetiming a lot so she's seeing daddy but you know it's to be doing it all on my own with her like my house is a disaster there's no way I can keep up on everything right now because I'm just trying to keep up with her and she's, and she's gonna be two she's in that toddler stage she's into everything you know um, she would dance on she'd dance on the table if I let her <laughs> that's my kind of girl <laughs> You know, she Party. climbs up on the toilet, then climbs up on the tank, and then she's on top of the kitchen on the bathroom counter. Oh my god! Getting into everything, Ooh, girl. Like she's <laughs> such a climber, and she can get down by herself safely. Well, uh, hey, that's, that's at least real. there's that. At least there's that. Some of them don't understand like height and depth, and I'll just be like, whatever. Oh my gosh. Well, and it's hard for a two-year-old to wrap their head around too. Like, 
that daddy's gonna be gone but he's coming back you know like they don't understand at that stage you know and they're Mm -hmm. used to their routine with mommy and daddy working as a team and so you know and and the fact that you guys you know you had her so soon into your early into your relationship and your marriage yeah you know you haven't had that much time to kind of just be together for a while without him having to leave and it's hard it's a hard hard position you're in and i'm and and you're away from friends and family and you're in an area that you're not that thrilled about and oh my gosh i'm in the middle of nowhere georgia (laughs) so it's hard honey and i'm so sorry i wish i had time off to come to you and help out well but you know we're preparing for a much bigger business trip that amon's going to be gone and so and so you know i'll be i'll be up near you for a while while he's working on this contract so you know it it'll be it'll be great it's it's just it's just crazy it's crazy yeah hi princess i miss you yeah is She's okay, saying, look how, hair, look how long my hair is. Oh my gosh, her hair is so precious. She's gotten so big. Girl, you need to stop growing up. <laughs> Raina, I can't no, wait to see you. Look at that smile. Like the more and more I see her, she's getting away from that baby stage. I'm like, oh my gosh, I haven't seen her in forever. Yeah, she's. Well, even just in the last week, her face, her face has changed. Yeah. So. Oh my gosh. Yeah. She couldn't, she couldn't hear you because I've got on my headphones, but that's so that she gets distracted by the TV and goes back to Bluey. Oh yeah, exactly. Bluey. (laughs) Oh my gosh. So my, (laughs) you know, Greeny, my, well, that's her nickname. My girl, Melissa, right? Yeah. You know, my girl Melissa. And she just posted, I'm gonna read it, it's so funny. Um, she has uh a toddler as well. And she wrote, You know you're a parent of a toddler slash preschooler when even you are excited to see Blippy, Mika, and Miss Rachel together. <laughs> and he watches Bluey too. I'm like, wow, I've been really out of the game, the childcare game, because I don't know. I mean, I know, I've heard of these people, but I don't know. I've never watched their shows. Well, I don't even know what half um, of those are. I know what Bluey well, is. Blippy, Blippy and Mika, I know um, Patricia's kids love Blippy. I don't know. So funny. No idea. I'm, I was so excited because um, I haven't spoken to Melissa in a while. And she just, um, she just um, hit me up today and messaged me and she um, has just been opening up about like some stuff that's been going on in her life. Cause I've been, I've been going through, you know, so much and I felt very disconnected from her while I've been going through all this stuff mm-hmm. and she's been trying to really work on herself and, um, you know, focus on her health and her well being and all of this stuff. She's been on this just journey, you know, and I've been on the journey with the baby stuff and. I felt very disconnected. I kind of like my, my best friend's not here while I'm going through all this stuff, you know, like my, you know, and when I say best friend, not that you're not my best friend, but she's like my childhood friend. Since I was eight years old, Melissa is my childhood friend. Like she's my oldest friend. 
Um, and um, so, but I didn't realize she's been, she's been going through it and just made me realize, wow, like we're all going through our stuff, no matter how much we put on Facebook to make it seem like our lives are, you know, all roses. Yeah. Like when you, it's just, it was really nice because I, I check up on her and ask her how she's doing. And she's been kind of like very private. I guess she needed to be private right now, but now she's like, can we have a phone date? Uh, you know, let's talk about stuff. Let's catch up. I'm like, oh, I'm so relieved <laughs> talking about distance. Like I'm originally from New Jersey, my, our vibe tribe. I, I think I, I don't know if I've discussed, I don't know if I've discussed that before, but I'm originally a Jersey girl. I've been in Virginia now for a while, hot minute. <laughs> mm -hmm. Um, now longer than I've been in New Jersey, which is crazy to me because, you know, the saying you can take the girl out of Jersey, you can't take the Jersey out of the girl. That's definitely me. My heart is always <laughs> there. Um, but, um, yeah, my, so it was really hard to move away from my like oldest friend, but we've always stayed in contact. And what's really great about old friends is like that is that it's always been like, we've kind of always been this way. If we do go through a long period of not talking to each other, when we reconnect, we just fill each other in with everything and there's like no hard feelings and we just all oh, yeah. just, just feel like no time's gone by at all. And we just pick up where we left off. Yeah. But lately it's been feeling even more distant, but um, I'm, I'm just so over the moon that she reached out to me today. We have a phone date for tomorrow. <laughs> so oh, that's been really nice, but yeah, it's, it's really hard. So I still have a lot of friends that I've left behind not and not willingly but you know my parents moved me, us to virginia but a lot of parents i had to leave behind in new jersey too so yeah you know and i your family I moved, all over the country i moved a lot growing up you know so and given for as much as facebook can be frustrating i'm i'm grateful for it because if I didn't have, Amen. if I didn't have Facebook, like my oldest and dearest two friends that I've known since I was like five and seven, <laughs> like I get to see their updates and I get to see what's going on with their kids and, and how they are. And, oh my gosh, one of them, Jennifer, oh my gosh, love that woman. Anytime she writes a message on Facebook, she is so eloquent in the way that she writes and so comical that I just can't <laughs> stop laughing. Yeah, so funny. Yeah. And, and, it makes and her day. Yeah. Her commentary on what's going on with her two girls and how different they are. And, and oh, then, I love stories like that. Yeah conversations with her husband and oh my gosh it's just hilarious a family I nannied for the mother will do that too she'll be right right conversations with Megan you know conversations with her newest child and Megan was the one I used to watch and it is just so hilarious oh my god I just can't stop laughing it's just so funny and then I have friends who are still single and still you know in that in that struggle you know, of online mm -hmm. dating and everything. And they'll post the funniest shit about like the <laughs> men that they've dated and like the nightmare that is online dating and, you know, like funny stories about like conversations that they've had with these men and like, oh, it's so, it's so random. But I, I love when some, I, I wish I could be more eloquent on Facebook. I used to be, I used to be, but I've kind of given up. I've gotten lazy <laughs> on Facebook. Well, and, and honestly, like, 
I, I appreciate all of those stories and the things that people share, but I, I've, I've really pulled away from Facebook. Like I don't post much anymore because it just seems like everybody's trying to fight for attention. And mm. I, I want to pay attention to the people in my life. I want to message them. I want to call them. I want to focus on where I want my attention to go. And how you want to connect. Yeah. And I feel like sometimes, not everybody, but sometimes like people are just doing awful and crazy things to get attention. And I, it, to me, it's, to me, it's a real problem in our society right now. It is. You got to love and hate like technology. <laughs> got to yeah. love and hate these apps and everything. But like you said, I have been really grateful for Facebook for the opportunities it's provided me to connect with friends. And then eventually when my whole family got on Facebook, I was like, oh no, they're going to see the real me on Facebook. <laughs> you know that I haven't been hiding you know like so mm -hmm. this was a college thing you know um and but, but then even that made me grateful because I got to connect with my family all over the country and yeah. you know and then the opportunities it's provided for me to meet like certain groups with similar interests like my modeling and photography groups I mean if if Facebook didn't exist you know besides like you know meetup.com which all of them have used to be on meetup, but now they just exclusively on Facebook. So now everything's exclusively on Facebook and IG, mm -hmm. you know? So I feel like to keep up with these, you know, and also my spiritual communities, I'm a part of like these groups, like if they're on Facebook, so I, you know, it's like <laughs> to keep connected with them, I have to stay on Facebook, but I do, I agree with you. I do prefer, and I've always preferred you know, I miss talking to, I miss talking to people on the phone endlessly at all, like until the wee hours in the morning. I miss having these deep conversations on the phone, just lying on the bed, eating chips. And just like, you know, like when you're a teenager, like sitting there reading a magazine, talking out, you know, like, and I've always preferred that. I mean, I, I, I the one thing I hate more than even Facebook is texting. I yeah. hate texting. I think things are lost in translation with texting. So my means of communication is I prefer um voice messaging you know yeah so you know and I, I enjoy like doing that through Facebook messenger or through whatsapp because I like to hear your voice I'm, I'm more mm -hmm. of a an auditory an auditory person you know I feel mm -hmm. like there is more connection in that um so I understand like, choosing where to and how how you want to communicate with people and where to put your energy mm-hmm because it can be really frustrating. Um, I luckily don't have a lot of people who um, act poorly on Facebook. Those people kind of weeded themselves out of my life. Like those people like just starting shit with politics and what have you on Facebook. Um, mm -hmm. So they kind of weeded themselves out during 2020 and <laughs> during the pandemic. Because also I was putting out there how I felt about things. So they just kind of was like, mm, don't want to be friends with her. Bye. I'm like, yeah, get get out of here. Like I'm telling, speaking my truth, you know. So, mm -hmm. but I had to decrease, like, go off of Facebook for a while, just for emotionally, because I have so many friends with children, 
you know, and for a while there, even though I was happy for my friends, I could not stand to look at my friends with children, like, yeah, or people just having babies just re- recently when I was going through loss, it was like, well, you know, you're on your fourth child. Well, fuck me, you know, like, yeah. And <laughs> I, I would say having a child, I don't have time to play around on Facebook. I get on, I check my notifications. I possibly repost something or I say something that I'm thinking about that's important at that moment and then I'm done like I I just I don't have I don't have time for it Mm -hmm. um yeah I just it's just it's not on the priority list anymore yeah so kudos to those who still keep up and still keep up on it strong it's a it's a it's, it's a very I can't hire something. Sometimes I'm like, God, I wish I could just get off of this thing, but it's just like, <laughs> yeah, I, 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 you know, I've tried to detox from it before and I always end up just going back to it. Well, and, and I, I have taking so connections and taking a break is healthy. Mm-hmm. You know, I take a break from time to time. I delete it off my phone so that you know, I don't go to it right away. Yeah. You know, but it's. I do miss real connection. And it's hard because I do have some friends who who ignore my calls when I call. They rather text or they rather like, you know, communicate through Facebook or Instagram or things like that. So it's really, it's, it's kind of funny how different people have these different ways of wishing to communicate. So like, I feel like I have to just embrace it all to be able in contact with everybody. Yeah. Well, and I get that, you know, texting is very convenient, especially when you're in the middle of something. Yeah. And I, I get that, but for me, I'd rather talk on the phone hands down. Oh, me too. I love it. And, and, and if I can't, if I can't talk in person, because that's the ultimate goal, if I can't talk in person, then on the phone is great. And, you know, FaceTiming, as much as I hate staring at myself in the camera, I do. I'm not, I'm not a fan of staring at myself. I, Mm -hmm. you know, some people they've never met a mirror that they don't love <laughs> me I'm just like okay hi self how you doing great mm-hmm. you know that was part of my thing about like doing a podcast is I was like well one all my thoughts are going to be out there in the world two I'm gonna have to stare at myself on zoom I don't like it. <laughs> I'd rather look at something else. <laughs> we've been making it work. We we've been making I've been getting over myself. I know. You've been doing a really good job. <laughs> I've been getting over myself and just being like, all right, well, whatever. Whatever. Doesn't matter. I don't know. Some people are like 
super dedicated to journaling and journal with the intention of having their prosperity read it. Me, I'm that person who doesn't want to keep a journal because I don't want people to read it when I die. <laughs> I used to journal when I was younger. Um, when I was a teenager in high school years and really in college, I journaled a lot. And I go back and I read some of this stuff. I'm like, oh Lord. And then when it, I had live journal, when that came out and I was all about live journal. And I go back and I read some of my stuff. I'm like, whoa, Casey, rein it in. You're just, <laughs> it's like, I don't want to be part of the drama, but I started all the drama. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's what the twenties are for, man. You don't, you don't want to be a part of the drama. And you're like, why do I have all this drama in my life? But you're the one creating it, but you don't realize you're creating it until you're like in your mid thirties. And you're like, damn, I'm doing this to myself. It's so funny to go back and read your journals. Oh my God. I don't know if I should burn some of them. Um, <laughs> but I, I definitely, I, you know, my, my therapist has been like, you need to journal. You need to journal. I'm like, oh God, no, I don't need a journal. Like, <laughs> It's too raw. It's too honest for me right now. I don't want to. <laughs> well, um, but then there's the ritual of writing things down and burning it. Mm, I like that thought. So then, so then you're letting go. Yeah. You know? And that's something I definitely need to work on. So be, be as raw as you want and then just burn it. Nobody's going to read it then. And then it goes back into the earth and it's, there we go. I like it go. Another ritual. There we go. Jana has another ritual for us. Woo. I love it. Very, very therapeutic. Especially if you're angry, you can write that nasty, horrible letter and truly get out all of your frustrations <laughs> and then you light it on fire. <laughs> all the vitriol. Ah. I love it. I love that so much. I am here and for that. Let it, let it transmute into light and feed the earth. Oh, amen. <laughs> amen to that. Oh my gosh, speaking of rituals, we got a full moon coming up here soon. The moon was gorgeous last night. I thought it was actually full. So I was, so have you watched Firefly Lane? Yes, I love Firefly Lane. Okay, I'm so it ended. I've been, I've been watching it and I finished oh, you it. Finished it. Yeah, okay. Well, no, I already finished it. I finished oh, it two did. days okay. ago. Yeah. And so spoiler if anybody hasn't watched it you need to sorry i'm gonna tell you something it's amazing um, so in the scene where they're doing the full moon ritual oh yes i love that oh they're that? all there they've got candles or something in the center and they're all talking about sending kate moon energy to heal her cancer and to heal her and to infuse her body with love and light and it's just honestly Casey like when I come to visit one of them is going to be on a full moon and we've got to do a full moon ritual in your backyard finally finally, finally. yes we've got <laughs> to you've got a fire pit we're set and we've got oh, yeah. to do a full moon ritual where we can just truly be grateful 
Oh, yes, yes. I need that. I need that. We need that. Oh, oh my God. We and we need to talk about that too. How that goes. I'm so excited. I'm so excited well, to have time with you. We'll have to we'll have to record it so that then we can write it down. Yes. And add it to our ritual book. That'd be lovely. Speaking of shows, mm-hmm. have you seen Survival of the Thickest yet? Oh my gosh, I loved it. It is so good. Oh, I finished <laughs> that whole thing. I'm like, where is more? I need more. And Patricia is finally watching. I told her about it. I'm like, you need to watch a show. I've, oh that my gosh. Lead, the lead actress is someone I've always loved and admired. She's always played like the funny girl, the funny sidekick, the funny friend, you know, the best friend. I'm like, this girl is a star. She needs her own show. And finally, finally, or her own movie. Finally, she has her own show. I'm like, yeah. So it's it's raunchy. Oh, it's, it's everything. It's so good. <laughs> it's hilarious. <laughs> it's hilarious it's it's not for it's not for the faint of heart it's but it's awesome I watched that like putting everything out there loved it oh it was so good and it really tackles a lot of issues surrounding the diversity you know and race and you know also um you know body shaming it's all about body shaming and all of that well yeah. it's also about they brought up you know things about race too and you know sure i think it's really um of the time and i think it's really appropriate i loved it i loved it oh my gosh i loved it and it just it made me it it made me feel better about living in my own skin yeah and how often do you have a show that makes you feel better about who you are? Not not often enough. Every now and then there's a gem. And this is one of them. Yeah. Is, so and it it's super rare to have a to have an entertainment experience that is going to have you walking away going, you know what? I'm good yeah (laughs) it doesn't matter what shape I'm in of course I'm always trying to do my best and trying to eat the best ways that I can and take care of my body which we all need to of course but it it had me walking away going I can I I, I can be sexy yeah bitch I'm fine (laughs) and I love great. how she just embraces it, man. She's like, I it don't was, know. It was fantastic. And I loved how, you know, in the show, she, that one of my favorite episodes was the prom at oh, the, the alternative prom at, yes. at the, the, the drag show, the drag club, the drag club. That's what it's called. Um, I loved it. I was like, that's awesome for people to just feel included because I don't know about you, but prom for me in high school, it was just like so exclusive. There was nothing inclusive about it. And I was fortunate. I got to go. I had a date, but 
you know, so many people just didn't feel like they belonged and didn't go. And look how that plays out throughout the years after high school's over. Oh, yeah. And people still feel excluded and still feel like they don't, they don't have a place to fit into. Yeah. And, and the show also tackles LGBTQAI, you know, issues as well. And I really appreciated that. So it was a very inclusive show. One of the most inclusive shows I've ever seen. Um, and speaking mm-hmm. of inclusivity and talking about the LGBTQAI community, have you watched Glamorous with Kim Cattrall? No, it's on my list. I haven't, that one I haven't watched right now. Okay, I'm we'll have catching, to talk about that after you watch that. Yeah, right now I'm catching up on the the and the and that, the sex in the city. Oh, and just like that. Off. Yeah. And just yeah. like that. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm catching I, up on train, that one. That's a train wreck I can't look away from. Yeah. It's like, I, I just, I, I don't know why I feel so inclined to watch it. I mean, every time I after I watch it, I'm like, why am I watching this shit? It's just a train wreck. I mean, they're really trying to um, correct after season one and just like that, the season one. They're really trying to correct a lot of the this, the errors they made that first season, but they're they they're still. See, and I'm 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 just on the first season, so I'm watching the errors in live. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, so you're. Oh, okay. We'll have to have a talk. We'll have to talk about that. The next shoot in the shit, we're gonna have to talk about that because I'm really interested to hear your take on that. Well, my my take right now is that I see them trying to change the idea that once you are of any certain age, you're supposed to act a certain way. Like, well, yeah. And I appreciate that any, about the show. At any age, you are still able to discover new things about yourself. You're still able to break out of a, a cycle that you've been stuck in or a rut and like you're still sexually attractive and you still have sexuality and and you're still a human being that has needs and value and 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 experiences are not supposed to end at a certain age like there are still things to experience the older we get and so i like i really like that aspect especially since i'm i'm coming up on my 42nd birthday yeah how in the the hell did i make it to my 40s and still be alive (laughs) completely just i don't know how that happened but yeah i never thought i would make it to 40 like to my 40s (laughs) i never thought i'd live past my 39th birthday i just you know the experiences where the world is growing up Christian and thinking that revelations was a real thing. <laughs> and I thought the world was going to end by 2015. <laughs> so, well, I mean, we did have that guy who told us that we could, you know, after the rapture, we could have our own, our own city. Oh my gosh. That was Only such an interesting him. experience. <laughs> oh my gosh. I will never forget that. that day in Hollywood cemetery. 
listeners, our Vibe Tribe, if you want to listen, if you want to hear more about that experience, I think that we talked about that in our first shooting the shit episode, right? Was it the shooting the shit episode? The yes, I think one. I think so. <laughs> Go back and listen. It's hilarious. Oh my gosh. gosh. It takes all <laughs> kinds. It takes all oh kinds of people God. in this world. Um, getting back to and just like that, what what's bothering me though so much is they're really trying to embrace woke, this wokeness, you know, and they're really trying to be, you know, um more sensitive to you know racial issues and such because the show was primarily you know the cast was primarily all caucasian you know they were all oh they were um most of them were were straight at you know straight going through straight problems rich going through you know first world problems you know oh but 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 it was it went gay men yes there there were gay men and there were were two the, the housewives of new york yeah, two gay men that they really um stereo it was very the, the stereotypical gay male which is was really exploiting gay men. Um yeah. so a lot they're trying to fix a lot of these issues but they're going so far. It's like they're pushing it too far and it's just it's yeah. uncomfortable. It's like okay, we get it. We get it, you know. <laughs> like well, and it's, I don't know about for you. But for me, it's feeling forced. That is forced. But for me, why can't we all just get back to appreciating each other for our differences? Whatever those differences are. And just respecting each other. Because we're all human. Not because I'm a white female not because you're a white female why can't we just focus on respecting each other and finding ways to appreciate those differences because we all have those differences to help one another well i i i I fully agree with that um the reason why we can't get past that is until society is you know restructured to be fair and equal for all and a society that reflects that respect and that appreciation for the difference. The fact is our society isn't, isn't, you know, built around those concepts. So until well, our, they our systems. To correct things, yeah, our systems, yes. our societal structures, our systems, until, you know, we take steps to, towards more equality, to getting rid of racial, economic, um cultural disparities um within our society until we get there we'll never be able to fully appreciate each other and just respect each other as a human race well because there's too much going on that mm -hmm. we that right now we we can't come together until we start fixing these things well and for whatever reason there's always a group or groups that think that they need to be on top and controlling the others and pushing the others down. And so the more we can all emulate respect for one another, the quicker this world's going to change. Oh, I agree. We need to, we need to, we need to um, knock that, you know, knock that hierarchy down many pegs. And to do that, there's more of us than them. 
but for yeah. some reason we let the few control us and we need to realize okay we need to all come together respect and love each other and have respect for ourselves and for others and we need to fix all this within to be able to topple that structure to completely restructure and rebuild things to make it more fair for all well and in that we've got to get past all this and a lot of it has to come down to you know um white americans you know really um understanding their privilege recognizing their privilege and making i don't want to say reparations but like taking a step back so others can step forward you know what i'm saying well and i don't even and also working i don't others i don't think it needs to be i don't know i don't think the words are necessarily taking a step back so others can step forward because we're all living in a lack mindset we're all living in this mindset that we've got this pie and if I have more of the pie, you automatically get less when the pie is infinite. And so if we could move from this hierarchy structure and thinking that someone always has to be on top and move to an abundance mindset where we can think of there's always enough for everyone and we can build each other up by putting you know free schools free tech schools in impoverished areas to help those people be able to learn more skills so that they can choose to bring themselves into a more abundance mindset you know if we could if we could focus on just sharing well, that's the thing. Some and, of and, us never learn how to share children and it shows. Is that the truth? Oh my God, yes. So, but I just, if we but could it's just- focus- individualism too, that we're taught to be so individualistic in, in, in a cap, it's capitalism, man. I, I, it just, it comes back to that every single time. I know. I know. My husband and I have this conversation all the time. Oh, sorry, go ahead having an experience, having a conversation with someone that did not grow up in a capitalistic society is something that everyone needs to do because it helps you to see just how broken our system really is and what that outlook is outside of capitalism. And how much our stress would go down if we weren't all trying to fight for our piece of the pie. Well, and we've we've gone so far, um, you know, capitalism has really destroyed like the idea of community or it tries to destroy the idea of community, you know, Um, and wholeness Mm -hmm. and you know, it, it just has made us so detached, not only from ourselves, but from each other and this whole rat race that we're in to constantly get on top and, you know, 
be the other person to the top and this whole you know it's right individual you're just it's all so individualistic yeah and you know that is not how we are meant to be as human beings Mm -mm. you know how can you expect a civilization to survive without the civilization without you know a, a a community that is bonded and yeah. close knit like mm-hmm. and that everyone contributes equally and you know so it it's just really it's really sad we have we you know, there's a lot of gr- there, i mean don't get me wrong there's a lot of great things about being in america and being american but there's a lot of sickness and illness and things we're going to implode in our on ourselves soon. I can feel it coming. Like it's just it keeps getting worse and worse and worse. And you talk about you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, well, you know, also talking about like mental illness. This kind of society breeds mental illness. This detachment that we all have because of this individualism that is championed in the United States. And that's why our mental illness is such a big deal here. And that's In... why we have so many mass shootings. Oh, yeah. Oh, I yeah. mean, people feel it... disconnected and alone. In countries where they don't have a capitalistic society, they don't have these mental health issues. You know, yes, there are some people. The severity that or the degree. Exactly. Exactly. You know, I'm not saying that there's not mental illness because there is. But it's nowhere near as severe as it is here. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. there's a much stronger sense of community and it, it you know that village helping to take care of everyone. And there's still you know, and within America, you know, there are some communities of people who haven't allowed this capitalistic society to um, crumble their their community or their sense of community. Yeah. Like, you know, I think of a lot of our black and brown Americans, they still have a very strong family unit. They're still very intergenerational, raising fa- their kids, raising their family, living together. You know, a lot of that also is due to, you know, economics, like the fact that they need, you know, Um, they don't get paid equally to their white counterpart so they need to rely on um, they need to rely more on you know a collective family unit Mm -hmm. I mean imagine like how much stress that would take off of all of us if we could all just raise again like you said raise each other up raise our kids in a community where we're all helping each other where we have less stress and we share more resources so but yeah, pretty much wrapping up on what you started with and what you were talking with. But anyway. <laughs> yeah, I I think the the more each individual does their best to respect one another, the more it will bleed into other things. Yeah. So unfortunately, it takes a long time for this kind of change to happen but even just the way we raise our children if if we're helping them to understand how to be inclusive how to be supportive how to 
respect one another. I, I really do think that the world could be a better place. I agree. So um, I guess we're getting close to wrapping up. So you said you were going to take Solara to the pool, right? Yeah, we're going to. doing with, with the pool and swimming? Is she, how's she do with all that? She has a ball, <laughs> you know, slowly but surely. We're just helping her understand. And now I've got a floaty for her. So, oh, you know, fun. she can. She can have a little bit of independence and still I don't have to worry about her drowning. So nice. <laughs> it's Do you great. have any other plans for the for the weekend or anything? Well, this weekend we will be celebrating Solara's birthday when her daddy gets home. Yeah. It's a first so, so my little oh, one is I want to wish us oh go ahead, real quick. Go ahead. Sorry. My little one is officially going to be two, even though she's going on 30. <laughs> I'm going on 30. That's so, that's so dead on. Oh my gosh. So are, for your for her birthday, do you have any um like theme or anything? Are you going to a restaurant? Well, how are you celebrating? So we're we're just gonna do something low-key. Um, I'm gonna make her a chocolate confetti cake. Oh, yes. and I am going to blow up balloons and put balloons all over the floor so that every time she moves she plays with the balloon oh I love it because it it she had one balloon for a couple of days and she had such a ball with it that I'm just oh. gonna put a whole bunch of balloons on the floor <laughs> and just let her run around and play and you had to take pictures. I can't wait oh, to see that. Oh my gosh, she's gonna have a ball. Yeah, yeah at this age, it's it gets, it's like too overwhelming to have like these huge parties, you know. Like well, I remember my first big party was when I was six, and I loved it. And I and I can remember it, you know. So, okay. I at this age, she doesn't need a big party, you know. She's just barely starting to understand what birthdays are exactly you know she just needs we... to have a fun day that she's laughing and having fun and learning new things and and feels loved so oh, yeah there's our oh, weekend plans gosh, too quickly i know oh my gosh so wow. you had some kind of shout out that you wanted to do Oh, yes. I'm so sorry because I don't want to forget. Um, <laughs> shout out to our girl, Elise. Happy birthday. Today is her birthday. And today we were recording on the 31st of July. So happy birthday, Elise. My mom had her birthday yesterday. My grandmother in New Jersey. Happy birthday to my mom. I don't think she really listens, but I want to say it anyway. Um, <laughs> so many birthdays coming up. This is a big birthday birthday month, man. So. Apparently everybody was getting pregnant in November of whatever year. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, that's true. <laughs> Winter storms. <laughs> yes. Also, November is usually a chill month, right? Before you get so crazy with the holidays. It's like you get, you come off of Halloween and then November is just kind of like, just, it's that perfect weather to start snuggling, you know, that crisp, cool air, having to start in the fires and everything. Yeah, it's terribly romantic. <laughs> <laughs> okay well, well well vibers we appreciate you joining us thank you and 
We'll be back again with another episode. Bye. Well, that's it for this episode of the Vibe Tribe podcast. Thank you all for listening and for being a part of our Vibe Tribe. If you'd like to contact us, and if you have any suggestions for topics in the future, please feel free to reach out to us via the email link in the description below. And certainly keep your eyes out for us on social media. Please give us a follow. And thanks again.